0: of Houston Football Radio. This is Abel. This is yes, Eckler. Exactly. This is Chris. And thank you so much for tuning in. We very much appreciate it. If you are uh, on the old YouTubes, log into your YouTube account. That way you can leave a comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. You can interact with us on Facebook, facebook.com Houston Wrestling Radio, and on Twitter at H Wrestling Radio. So,
1: man. I never Football. thought we'd go full ESPN here, but we're going. How the fuck? What we're happened? Going.
2: We're going. We're doing
0: it.
1: Boom! Look at those bees! Right. Yeah. Get sign. You, make, you make a great pair. Ah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, How the hell do we end up with these?
0: Well, my friend. We all went to the first uh, Houston Roughnecks game this past weekend, and uh, they were giving out shirts as you were walking in. And here's your shirt. <laughs> Where we all
2: went. Like about cool. Six of these.
0: Yeah, I was waiting for <laughs> K. Roger to check into the
1: game and yeah. make
0: an impact. Yeah, I heard he was really good.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's smart ass you. That's Vichellada's
1: kicking in already,
3: yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. Dude, the Roughnecks game—that
1: was badass, man.
0: Was that your first time at that arena? Yes. Yes. First
1: impressions. What'd you think?
0: I thought the arena was actually pretty good. Uh, uh, Two months ago, I went to uh, Rice's arena Mm. because uh, arena stadium football stadium because uh, my job had like a sponsorship thing with them, so I got to go and whatever. the ECU is better than Rice's <laughs> stadium. Um, Hands down. It's, it's actually yeah. really nice, to, to be honest. TDECU is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, the arena was great. Um, I keep saying arena. I need to say stadium. Stadium, stadium was great. Uh, so I, I liked how it was all decked out in the actual Roughnecks, like, branding and everything. Because I would think, okay, you'll just see nothing but Cougar shit. Mm-hmm. Nah, it was all Roughneck shit. And I'm like, all right. They're really putting some money into this. If they're gonna fucking transform the stadium to the Roughnecks' home, man, are yeah. they gonna do that all the time? Whenever they're switching back and forth between the Cougars mm-hmm. and the Roughnecks, mm-hmm. damn, uh, you know. So I was, I was already first impression. I was like, okay, this is legit, you know.
1: Well, college football, college football season's already over with. Yeah. So the stadium's all to them until well, it's only two months. So by the time they're done, no one will even notice. Okay. Unless they leave the banners up, no one will even know. So, but that could change because uh, apparently, if I found out uh, yesterday or this morning, yesterday, yesterday, um, the uh, the championship game is going to be here, right here, in Houston,
0: Texas. Bang
3: bang!
1: (laughs) (laughs) What did you think sitting at the end zone in your season
3: ticket seats?
1: They are marvelous. (laughs) I like the view.
2: It now they're calling it uh, the what's it called? The mud pit. Oh shit! Really at the mud pit All right, pit. really? Yeah. All right. Okay.
0: So yeah. the end of the the end zone behind the end zone, uh, on the side with a big screen. That's the mud pit. Yep. Okay. With the marching
1: band up top. Yes, yep. yes. Because <laughs>
0: they had they had two local high school marching bands that were up there, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it one local high school marching band? I thought it was one. I thought it was, it was just one? one. I can't remember which high school it was. Was it Lee Lee High School? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember. Some, someplace far. Anyway, they're up there doing their marching band stuff.
1: <laughs> Chris, what did you think? Man, I needed some football in my life. You know, Texas games are expensive as fuck. Yeah. Pre-show yeah, yeah. Game, pre preseason games, nobody really gives a flying fuck about them. Second string, third stringers, you know, Brock Lesnar, stuff like that. But um, <laughs> not to sound corny, but it kind of felt like I was a part of something bigger than me. You know, because, yeah. you know, XFL's back, damn, you can, you can call it XFL's back from the dead. Yeah. And not to mention, we finally have our own team. So we can't not represent our own fucking team. So when you see like that hardcore Texans football guy that's in that warrior face paint and all the yeah, chains, yeah, the he's got fan. the XFL. He, he's stuff there too. representing with yeah. the XF roughneck colors and stuff. A lot of a lot of uh, oil well oil riggers wearing their hard hats and shit to the game and de- designing yeah. those. It felt like you were a part of it, you know. Yeah. And, and being in the section where I was sitting, section right over him on the other side of the goalpost. You were rowdy as fuck, man. It was a blast. Yeah, we're rowdy. As fuck, it, you know man. what? And, and I don't want to like try to water this down to please our audience that doesn't listen to football. I was. I just came home from Dynamite last night. From okay. W yeah. in Austin. Yeah. And I've just just in January. I between January and now. I did MLW Impact, NXT Royal Rumble, Dynamite, and that game. And I can't tell the difference. As far as the experience, as far as me yeah. being into something, as far as me chanting for something, as far as me being an asshole like I normally am, <laughs> always going, go chanting, go for three after every t- the yeah. roughneck touchdown because we wanted to see the new shit yeah. in, the, in the game, you know? And, and the, the experience was fun. I've been to four Texans games and this. This was the most fun I've had at a football game. I'm glad you bring up the Texans game
0: because I have not been to any Texans game, mostly yeah. because of – the cost, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I did say, I went to that Rice game. I've been to high school games and stuff before, uh, you know, because I'm with no friends or whatever. So the high school game, and mm-hmm. like there, the, all the football games I've ever been to have been fucking boring as shit, you know? And this wasn't boring as shit. And it felt to me as though what would happen if you take a bunch of Marks And you stick them in a football arena. And that's kind of what happened here. Like there was a bunch of, I'm just going to be true. Truthful about it. It seemed like there was a bunch of wrestling marks there just to watch the football, just because it's Vince's league. And we brought a lot of that wrestling culture and wrestling vibe there. You know, you go to an indie show, indie show. You have the assholes that are sitting together in one area, and they're starting real stupid chants. At test up straight <laughs> test up straight. At one point, that was me
3: and you. We were yeah. those assholes, you
0: know. Back we're blind,
3: we're deaf, we, we want to be a Yeah,
0: all that kind of shit, right? But like, you don't. That doesn't always necessarily translate into WWE uh-huh. and I, football. Yeah, well, no, I I meant like from. From the indies to oh, the yeah. major leagues, right? Yeah. You know, does not always translate because you get drowned out, right? But you have your asshole wrestling fans in not an NFL setting where it's, oh, my God, sold out. You know, it was probably
1: like well, – Where you me- get drowned out by the majority. Yeah,
0: you get drowned yeah. out. But it was like wrestling fans with their typical assholery applying it to the game of football and then chatting along. Like there was a bunch of stupid shit that happened in the arena, and we're not talking about just the game. Again, we're talking about the experience. The experience. There was a bunch of stupid shit. The beach balls came out. Of course, <laughs> yeah. The beach balls came I out.
2: Have to be a Nancy that took yeah. it away. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my coworker.
0: <laughs> we were just talking about it today. Come to find out, she was there too, and I, I didn't know she was there. <laughs> One she of our viewers, Ascension,
1: was there also, and he was sitting at that section where that beach ball. Populated from, so I'm starting oh, to wonder.
0: Uh, <laughs> I said, John, yeah. well, my, my co worker, she was sitting on the opposite from where we were at. So, the other uh, uh, end zone, the other end zone where the beach ball stopped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> After it made a lap. After you know? it made a lap, and she
0: yeah. said, everybody was booing the shit out of that security guard. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, they were giving that security guard the business, man. They were giving her the business. And um, there there was like you said, okay, everyone was chanting to go for three, go for three, right? But yeah. then when the main field go, I tried to start a that was three, that was three, <laughs> and it kind of caught on because there was enough wrestling assholes in the in the
1: arena to actually pick up on it. You know what caught on that was glorious, uh, if I'm sticking to the term here. The fact the fact that the cameramen were cognizant enough of the situation they were in, at, at one point it took us a quarter and a half. But we finally <laughs> got the wave down pat. And yeah. you see that sky cam circle the entire field yep. to catch everyone do it. Scott recorded the game. We tried looking for it after the yeah, game to yeah, see if, we yeah. could, if, if, it, if it was aired. God, I wish it was. That was fucking awesome. Just now, <laughs> just thinking about that. Look at that. It didn't I, air? I'm, I'm, I'm uh, not sure if it did. Oh, oh. But I know it happened because I pointed out yeah, to you. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. we saw it. it yeah. yeah. It,
0: it was following the wave. Yeah. It was great. Um, So – but but that's like the atmosphere. Well, how us asshole wrestling fans always want to make it about us, right? Um, but the
1: game itself was actually pretty good. Right? What stood out yeah, to you right? the most as far as the difference in play. <laughs> go, go ahead, Oh, Edgar.
2: my God. The, the, the kickoff. I like the whole aspect of get probably getting the chance to see a full one side to the other. Mm-hmm. That's what caught my attention. And then just the, the way the team kind of, like, form-molded and connected. Because at the very beginning, first quarter, we were like, ah,
1: oh, two-drive play, yeah. touchdown, boom. And you're like, holy shit, fuck the yeah, Texans. To, and, then, and, and, then, this one. and then 23 minutes later, we're like, are we are we in the right place? Yeah.
2: are <laughs> looking at the scoreboard 37. Wait, what? <laughs> we're not used to these riches. riches. <laughs> the hard-hitting
0: there you oh go. Oh my the, god! The hit like towards the end zone on the, Ooh, on the LA dude bye. that make him not catch the ball that was nasty, but clean. But it was clean. Which, it went under review. It went under review and it was clean.
2: Which now the player's nickname is being called the hit
1: hitman. He <laughs> <laughs> needs to have the team played after every big hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was good. Really cool. Um, not that it would be pertaining to this game. Um, we were killing time. On before we went to the to tdcu we saw the first game with DC United. Uh, that well, the DC team yeah. that played in the field where DC United play on the on the same St. Pierce that United play, and they were taking a lot of liberties with the playbook. They did a triple reverse that ended up back to the quarterback to score a touchdown. Yeah. And in, in all of my years of getting into football, that blew my fucking mind. That was the <laughs> that it's, was the it's, double it's,
2: forward passing.
1: Yeah. Cause it felt like the equivalent of the of the ball under the cups, and it's just like this, and I was like, "Wait a, what?
2: what? Oh shit, <laughs>
1: yeah, dude!" The, the first game actually set the bar pretty high for me. Play wise, I'm not sure if our game beat it, but just the whole thing yeah. well, past it. Well, attendance wise, we beat them all. Yeah.
2: Oh, we did. Yeah. Was, honestly, oh. I feel like that was the reason why they're gonna put the they put they decided to put the championship, championship game, game in Houston. Here. Okay. Not cool. to
1: mention you 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 learned this second well, first hand, but right at the last minute. They opened up the section that you bought tickets at the mm-hmm. day of the game. The day of the game. Because yeah. at the beginning up to it now, it was only just the bottom, and then word of mouth started catching and they started so it, full, most, that full disclosure. Your section sold out that, it did. Yeah.
0: full disclosure. Well, while they're happening is you bought tickets uh,
1: I I thought Scott you bought Scott has two season tickets. season tickets. I was you his bought his extra. Yeah, I your, bought his extra date which I'll be and, doing again this Sunday. And I, yeah, I'm saving you there.
0: I, God damn it! <laughs> I hate being broke. Um, I thought that like when you said you I got said his I tickets, for this one. <laughs> I know. I thought you said when you were getting tickets that that meant okay, you got both of his tickets. So I thought me and you oh. were going to go on a date. But that isn't what happened. So I had to buy tickets there at the door day of. Still not $24, it was $38. But the seats were actually I actually liked the view of those seats better than your seats that you guys had. Because you saw everything. Because yeah, I saw it like like on like, TV? Yeah, like on TV. What you guys saw was Madden version if you're behind the quarterback. Yeah. So you can't really tell. Did they just gain five yards or did they gain seven yards? Yeah. Uh, not sure. But when I was up there, I saw the plays develop, and I could see that, oh, shit, this looks kind of legit. Now, the Roughnecks aren't really the best at the running game, which I guess that makes sense because of the their coach. Their coach is bringing back that old running gun style yeah. where there's not really rushing yards, um, which we didn't have. We We were negative negative until the end of the quarter.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Negative eight. Yeah, but it it was cool. Seeing seeing the place develop was cool. But going back to your original question you asked, Hector, what stood out to you? Man, I love, I love, love, love this point after system. Mm. You know, Uh, no. Give me field goals, right, where it's like 90% of the time you make it unless you're kind Fairbear. Of fair bear. <laughs> <laughs> dunk, but, dunk. But, like, you could go for one, two, or three. And, like, the assumption is that, oh, everybody's always going to go for one unless they really need to get two. And then if they really, really need it, maybe once in a blue moon you see a three. Yeah. Nah, that's not what the teams did this past weekend. The teams were like – Fuck it. Let's just try. And like we saw from the get go, the very first touchdown there at, at TDECU Stadium, they tried to go for two and they missed it. So it was six to zero. Like, uh, I think fuck. LA consistently went, uh, they went, went for two consistently the, they did. the entire game. They did. And yeah. then, uh, you know, like we didn't see many three, uh, threes made. I think we saw two, three attempts. But uh, it, it, it makes it way more interesting and a little bit less predictable because you could be up by a score off of one touchdown, but then once you get to two touchdowns, you could be up by three scores technically. If yeah. you And it just makes the possibilities a lot more different. And it also makes the possibilities for the fourth down uh, um, rules because mm-hmm. the fourth down rules – there is a lot of times in that arena, especially over the PA and when they were doing the graphics on the board. It's third down, make some noise. And we've got to stop on third down. It's like, oh, okay, great, great. Now they're going to punt. Wait, they're not going to punt? They're over go <laughs> it. <fuck>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and no, like, the it, fuck was when LA converted every single fuck know, you fucking fourth oh. down. Yeah. Props right. to the Randy Orton receiver that oh, closed yeah. after both of those TDs. Yeah, I'll great. give him Sorry. that.
0: I'll give him that. Yeah. So, I mean, the end score didn't really reflect how close the game actually was because the end score, like, used to beat them by, like, more than 20 points. But yeah. that, that was kind of like fourth quarter when they just kind of really tacked on a few extra. But it was pretty close up until mostly because of the fucking fourth down conversions, yeah. which you don't see a lot in the NFL. So they, they did do a lot of stuff to make it more entertaining, more exciting, and a little bit less predictable. So – I'm hooked. I wish I was going with you guys
1: again this weekend. But. Did it feel like three and a half hours to you? No. <laughs> Ditto. Nope. Not at all. You're, you're, once everything. you're in there and you, and you see everything going on,
2: ah oh, man, kept going fast. Yeah, and that that's what they wanted—the fast pace of it. Yeah. So they they ended up getting it, dude. That that our
0: quarterback, man, PJ, dude, he's actually pretty good. <laughs> he he's a good gunslinger, and he also is a mobile cur- quarterback. Yeah, which you know. I'm not picking him over Deshaun. Oh but, but like he kind of reminded me of Deshaun
1: a he little had some bit. You know, he, yeah, so like, it's a flourish towards Yeah. if nice. you weren't paying attention to that bouncing ball like a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could you can yeah. see he was actually rolling that third quarter. He was he was he was getting full yeah. right at home. Uh, well that's the that's the reason
2: that's the whole thing with this with this league.
1: Mm-hmm. They're
2: the players are building up tape for NFL. Yeah, yeah. that's what they well one thing
0: one thing that Vince is doing well this go around that they didn't do well the last go around well it's debatable is how they're telling the stories of the individual football players as well. Cause they'll have like Fucking vignettes about like certain players and their story about how oh they, they were on the Packers and then they were on this team and then they got cut. So now they're trying to prove themselves because they were they were a third round draft pick in the NFL, but they didn't make it. So now they're here trying to prove that they should have been. Like, oh shit, they're trying to tell stories about these guys where in the NFL is all about the team, and that's it. Unless you're like JJ Watt or fucking Drew Brees or Tom, Tom Brady. Brady, you know, like you don't Belichick. know Belichick. Yeah, you don't know the rest <laughs> of the team. Yeah. But like here, they're trying to make stars out of the team, and then the on-field, in-game fucking interviews like that happened in the fucking second quarter, where uh, the guy that made the, the the first touchdown catch for for the Roughnecks, like before they had like snapped off another play, like I again I was up on the bird's eye view before I came and sat down with y'all, um, I saw them like put down the little X the the dudes the rest of the team is like lining up getting ready to you know pull off another play it's like no media timeout fuck and then the reporter's there and they pull away that same receiver that made yeah. the fucking catch to do an interview what? right before about to snap off another play it's like shit you know like that's that's cool for the storytelling purposes i'm sure there's some football purists out there who probably say oh that ruins the flow of the game as an athlete and blah 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 but god it, it's entertaining as fuck
1: yeah <laughs> no. speaking of entertaining of um, hearing the refs do the um do the the challenge the challenges whenever they have to put anything under review i saw it in the, in the first game in the dc game um just hearing their conversation i didn't I mean, because there's a I've been watching a lot of sports for a long time. I think not to overblow it, but this feels the most transparent. Where there's no bullshit, there's no like, oh, I didn't see nothing, or oh, that was wrong. No, you what hear every ref thing? You hear everything. You know, we saw a UFC fight where the guy where two of the judges were literally not looking at the at the girls fight at all. Like they're just staring at stars. Like they don't play that bullshit. They're showing you everything. Yeah. And you're in, you're in limb just like the li- viewers right now are in with us. Yeah. Where they hear everything that's going on, and they, they they're getting taught basically. Oh, this is what I was looking for. Oh, I noticed this, or oh, I, thought I that looked weird. And just hearing the conversation, yeah, it feels like you literally are a part of the game almost.
2: Yeah. Same thing with the play calling. Mm-hmm. They put that. But here's the thing that I noticed when I watched, I was watching the the DC game, mm-hmm. and I. Every play, you could hear the the coaches and, you know, the play calling between the coach and the quarterbacks. Yeah. And the same, but for what I noticed for Sunday's games, they cut that off.
0: Oh, really? Like mm.
2: you started hearing more broadcasting over the play calling.
3: Mm.
2: And that was one big thing that people were like, okay, if you're going to do that, then teams have that to go back on. Yeah, and actually
1: see all the plays, and you know, so you could do some sign
0: stealing.
2: Yes,
1: <laughs> but j- but hey, that's been around for a hundred years. You change the signs. Yeah, that's simple. <laughs> you have a week, like hey, X is B, B is T, and X is and whatever. Like just whatever yeah. you have to do. But as a but as an entertainment product, I'm
3: hooked.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too.
0: If I had the if I had the dinero, I'd go with you guys
1: again <laughs> this, this, this next week. Seriously, fuck, I would love to. Uh, I'm hooked. Are you going to miss Charlie Caruso on WWE?
0: No. she's gone.
1: Yeah. Oh, eh. (laughs) news to me. (laughs) She she got hired for uh, Vince hired her specifically to do the uh, to lead the uh, XFL program that they have on the app that weekly that covers the show weekly. So now she's going to be covering the football. I'm not sure if she's still on WWE stuff, but she's she's doing XFL now. You know who I saw
0: in the fucking Dallas Renegades game? Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Yeah, I
1: noticed that. God yeah, He damn got it. in
0: trouble.
2: <laughs> he did? How? Why did he get in trouble? <laughs> he talked to Troy Aikman. <laughs> yeah. How do you get in trouble for talking to Troy talking Aikman? Aikman and talking to Troy Aikman and then talking to Papa Luck.
1: Drew, uh, oh, Luck Hol- Oliver Luck. Yeah. Why,
2: why is that getting him in trouble? He's so, uh, well, since it's now on Fox and ESPN, he has to go through
1: channels to get that approval. Yeah. Mamadas. <laughs> that's
2: that's <perfect>.
1: somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody probably told the coach, hey, hey, uh, throw that next pass over there towards them and scare him off a little bit. And sure enough, <laughs> old Troy Aikman almost got decked. Because <laughs> that ball went out there, the, the receiver went out through the well they the, cut that the interview outfield. off right
3: yeah, I there. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's definitely gonna be feathers that are gonna get ruffled here and there, and they're gonna figure out stuff. Cause I think I think it was your wife. Your, your wife that was complaining about that while we were there at the arena, yeah. where about the about the play calling thing. She was ta- talking to me about that. It's like I don't know if that's something they should be doing because that affects the actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe some other people felt the same way, and that's why the Sunday games they got rid of it. Yeah, but right. yeah, I mean, it's going to be a learning process. But I do like the idea of more transparency because that that's where the drama is.
3: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, it, it's not sugar coated or curated. It's like. This is what really fucking happened,
1: you know? Week one, average about 16,000 people per arena, average of about 3.2 million viewers per game. Wow. Success or failure?
0: To be honest, that sounds good by wrestling standards when it comes to ratings. I don't know if that's good for football standards.
2: Well, for the standards overall for sports, it did beat, um, if I remember right, it beat the, the average of AF that, yeah. the, that the AFF, yeah. The AFF, plus, the, N- <laughs> um, plus the NBA. Really? It's the current games
1: that NBA is showing, they beat them. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Not to mention, it had a higher ratings than Raw and SmackDown and NXT. But, again, I don't know yeah, if, you want to, if you want to balance it out. <laughs> well, but, uh, see, yeah. that's,
0: that's going to be a weird thing because this was the first weekend, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder what weekend two, three, and four is going to be like. Because same with the AEW and, and NXT when they first came out. Oh, they were over a million. And now they're kind of – they dipped – 300,000, 400,000, now they're hitting around the 700,000. So you're, you're going to have a bunch of people that's just going to tune in just for the first episode, the first weekend, right? But then weekend number two, how many of those people did you actually retain?
1: retain? So I don't know. If you lose yeah. viewers but sell out every arena, you're good. you keep going or you call it quits? If you're still selling out arenas, man,
0: I, I would say you got something there. You just need to build. Um, But then again, it's not my
2: checkbook. (laughs) Honestly, the true test for them is to survive the first year. Yeah. Because every other football league that was created um, um, never
1: passed the first year. Mm. Well, technically, it's in its second year. (laughs) (laughs) No, bitch check. (laughs) It did it. But I think this time it's different because the first time it was specifically NBC's show purpose show with yeah. it was its own thing now it's everybody's getting a piece fx1 abc ESPN. fox espn yeah. i'm not sure what the television rights are going for the for the championship game but i'm i'm feeling a lot more optimistic now than i did when the app started and a whole lot more optimistic now than it was when i was watching the first two or three weeks in 2001 yeah so they got i got something here well i remember the biggest criticism
0: back in two thousand one was that oh man this first week is terrible and the football's not good and they're not playing well and da, 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 da. I don't have that same feeling this first week. Yeah. This first week I think majority speaking, all of the press has been positive. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people said okay they did, actually did pretty good this week. You know, yeah. so that, that's already a big difference from
2: two thousand one. Yep. Yeah. So for the announcement that happened for the I think so Hell yeah. Yeah, it's right there.
1: Oh, Pancho. Oh
2: right. <laughs> since they made the announcement today, uh, worst kept secret about the championship game being here. Tickets are as low as low as twenty four dollars. Still? Yep. Yeah. Twenty four dollars for they're, the championship. They're game. keeping the same price yeah. for
1: for everything. Hey, I got I got good news for you though. Yeah. People that have season tickets, they got the email a few days ago that they can buy extra tickets for friends or family at the twenty dollars that they paid for. Yep. So per game. Yeah, for the really? rest of the season. So if you if you find a oh. twenty somewhere, we can get you snag an extra seat Ooh. for the twenty dollars instead of having to pay all that.
2: Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. okay,
1: okay. A championship game for twenty four dollars. We could sell that out. No matter even if we're not in it. Oh, I Houston know it'll sell out. I that know game. it's
2: going to sell out because yeah. out of everything. The only two places, the only two arenas that I see that they made the right decision and, and placing those teams there was D.C. and Houston. Uh,
1: that might be my only bone of contention. Why? And that's, and that's my complaint that I carry over from pro wrestling. You know, if I'm watching wrestling on the television and it's the ring right here and a shit ton of people in, back, in the background – and then I go to a wrestling show and there's a wrestling ring right there and there's a big red light in the middle and a whole bunch of nothing. It's 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 weird to me. So seeing DC United in the well, the it field, was in a soccer the pit, the, Yeah, in the yeah. pitch where DC United plays, that place was about 85 to 90% sold out. Uh-huh. And we still Your place. Things. Your place. Our well, our place. If I was sitting where If I was sitting where Abel was sitting and I was looking at the play and then, like, the glass and all the seats that were full, that's fine. But panning all that, I bet if it was a BBVA stadium in downtown, it it would have sold out. It it would have looked better. It would have
2: sounded louder. But compared to the the Renegades, having them play in the old Arlington Stadium for the Rangers. That city chart is horrible, bro. I
1: saw the the tickets for uh, three weeks. And then – Having
2: uh, New York's team play at MetLife Stadium. Fuck, yeah, those, those are so big shoes to imagine fill. Imagine how they crazy. look. Yeah. Seattle has to play at, at Seattle's uh, stadium. Met, I believe. Uh, is it MetLife Stadium? No,
0: MetLife is, Met is, is, y- is New York, New Jersey. What's Seattle? Seiko. Seiko. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. They're playing in that field. Wow. In the baseball field? No, in the in the, the football, football field. Wait. Oh, oh. yeah,
0: Seiko's the, the Seiko's the baseball the field.
1: I don't know what Seattle's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, yeah.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. But that's that's room for growth. Yeah. So if if it starts filling up as the season goes on, then that that that'll go away. From I hope Uh, so, man. I hope so. Um, (laughs) I did hear there has to be nothing but positive. At least from here, there has to be nothing but positive word of mouth of the experience. Right. I bet. And if the price is the same, I'd expect more. I'd expect more people to go, especially for the fact that there was a lot
0: of people myself included that went that didn't realize that there was motherfuckers that were actually going to go ahead and do what they do for the texans game tailgate and tailgate, tailgate i didn't man. realize that happened man i didn't realize i was there because i was on
2: the other
1: side of the, arena where the box rea- office i were. didn't realize there yes. was enough parking to do a decent tilt i had there. no Pop's idea hundred Not- bucks if i were to
2: pay for the for the ticket shit for a Wait,
1: season oh yeah cuz the only time that i went to watch u of h play in that field i took the light rail there that's what i did so i didn't know that there's a that there's a but a, the a thing, place that you can actually do that. would that be like on the, the on the roof no, of, the, of the parking no, garage across it's,
2: it's uh across the street going down a block okay. because they have it in the seed lot
1: well
0: there's going to be a lot of people yeah. Oh, there
2: that, already is. That, well, <laughs> well, there's
0: a lot of people that didn't realize that they were going to do that shit this past weekend. So this upcoming weekend, they're like, oh, fuck, I got to go try that out yep. now. That's going to grow. And yeah. I, wa- I want to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, For the love of football.
1: <laughs> for the H. For the, love of, for the H. We're first in the West, motherfucker. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's
2: it, right? Can we go home? Thirty minute mark, too. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. talk thirty minutes about this shit. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, do you want to cut, uh, say the goodbyes for the football talk, and then start the whole thing with the wrestling prop? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I so. Adios, guess, my friends. Just keep it classy. <laughs> episode
0: three
1: fifty two.
2: Yeah.
0: Alive yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, from the landing strip. Houston Wrestling uh, uh, Radio. to. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now let's <laughs> talk about wrestling. Ugh. For the <laughs> No, <laughs> ugh,
1: over here, nope. bombshell! New Japan's going back to Madison Square Garden. Yes, I'm there. Uh, I'm <laughs> so it's the American, it's the not. American equivalent of Wrestle Kingdom, Wrestle Dynasty. Oddly enough, they didn't schedule it on purpose, but it happens to land on the weekend of SummerSlam, which is four hours away in Boston. Boston. So they'll be competing directly with Takeover Boston. Wow. Yeah, unintentionally. Okay. Nice. Unintentionally. All <laughs> right. I got money that New Japan's selling out before that TakeOver does. Bah! Ooh, that's a bold prediction, sir. You know how I could back that up? How? As of right now, there are still at least 4,000 tickets available for TakeOver in Portland. Uh-huh. I have been to several mm-hmm. TakeOvers in Messamania Weekend. And I have never seen a takeover before WrestleMania where right now I can still get tickets. Mm. I think NXT is starting to hit, run into a problem.
2: Is it because they're not putting the the takeovers after one of the big four?
1: Maybe I don't know. I mean, because they've, they've done takeovers before Money in the Bank. Um, they did takeover 25 on a random Friday night or Saturday night. But that was because um, of the,
2: the whole um, – Crown didn't, jewel or whatever. Yeah, didn't
1: that was because of the whole car
2: does
1: so. I'm not sure if it's I don't I don't I wouldn't chalk it up to location or date. I think I would just in my opinion, I think fatigue, I think people finally got what they wanted and they don't like it. How so? Man, we're on SmackDown, but what the fuck? NXT's a third brand, it's gotta be a third brand. Now it's a third brand, and now it can't sell out either. Now it's like it's oh now it, it doesn't mm-hmm. yeah it's not against the establishment if it's right here with the rest of the establishment. Yeah mm-hmm. you know yeah, that's true it shows in the ticket sales not to kick a dead horse, it shows in the ratings, mm. you know. Um one thing I noticed again if we're gonna just blur these lines here we could add two more chapters to the story of how the main roster is fucking up nxt talent. I don't know if anybody asked for the uh, for Shayna the Vampire. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, that's that's that is weird.
1: Me personally, I'm not sure if anybody caught it, but I've I've noticed Rhea Ripley when she's on the microphone on NXT, she sounds more like she's herself. That first promo she had on Raw with Charlotte. Oh, not only have you not beaten me. Mm. I, I mean yeah it just felt so fucking like overacting <laughs> overcoached hit, some over something. It yeah. just felt it didn't feel like I was if it literally felt like I was watching like the parade brand as opposed to like craft mac and cheese, you know. <laughs> it, just, it just it's something if it, it was like saccharin almost, it wasn't genuine, it wasn't real sweetener, you know, okay. it just imitation almost. Okay, and I, and that's when you start thinking about, oh, man, I don't want these guys to leave the ma- NXT now because you know what they're going to do to them. They're going to change their gimmick. They're going to change their theme. They're going to do something weird that we're they're not gonna used to. Yep. Yeah, going to lose a name. Yeah, they're going to lose a name. You know, it's like, eh. Yeah. So I just I, – I mean, I don't know what you guys think the problem is, but it's, it's just I just find it odd that I can go right now and get tickets to NXT TakeOver right now. Before Mania. Well, I can see why you'd
0: be concerned about that because you're somebody that goes to a lot of these things. But I don't go to these arenas. I don't buy those <laughs> fucking tickets. So
3: I don't really give a
0: shit. Um, I'm enjoying the product online, uh, watching it on TV, watching it on the network, what have you. I'm enjoying. What the do you product. watch first on Wednesday? Uh, AEW. Okay, but I'm not <laughs> saying that I don't enjoy. I mean, I eat the burger first, but then I'll have the piece of cake after. I like both, you know. Um, to make
1: sure how that was out. Yeah, there yeah. Just
0: app. you know, I had to say that, but um, yeah, I, I still like it. You know, so I'm so excited for watching TakeOvers, even if I'm not there in the arena. I mean,
3: yeah.
2: Hector? It's starting to get into the fatigue of uh, NXT relying on the main roster to try to make ratings again. and failing. Yes. Finn? Charlotte? At least with Finn, there's still a current storyline between him and Gargano. Charlotte is more of, Ooh, who's she gonna take to the big show so they could showcase? Yeah. But at the same time, you're messing up the storyline that's going through NXT. Because Bianca. Yes. Yeah. So that's basically
1: disregarding disregarding Bianca and
2: whatever she's gonna do this Sunday.
1: Basically the title match. Yeah. The same thing happened with the build to um like the build to freaking take over war games last year was so good up until they started shoehorning the survivor series stuff in it. Yep. Enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, but what's more important? And, again, that falls back to I've been wanting NXT to be the third brand. Now I'm getting it. And it's like, well, can can I, like, return this? I got the receipt. Yeah. You know? But,
0: uh, God, I can't believe I'm the one defending all this right now. But I like the way that it is being handled, your your particular example with uh, Rhea and, and Bianca Belair, because they're being kind of transparent about it. Bianca is straight up, you're looking past me she's she's mm. saying it so they're not trying to tiptoe around it and pretend like these aren't the joys you're looking for kind of thing like they're like you're looking past me and Charlotte's like yeah that's what's going on here <laughs> you're gonna get your ass whooped. I would love it and I don't think it's gonna happen but if it does I would love it if Bianca did win and that have an NXT th- storyline throw a monkey wrench in the raw and smackdown storyline. You know, make Charlotte get all fucking confused. Well, I was going to fucking
1: challenge Rhea, but you don't have the belt anymore. So you got I six guess. weeks between TakeOver and Mania to actually, if you want to switch the title back and give Bianca a couple of weeks with it which just is, to see what it looks fun, like. Which yeah. would
0: be way better than the same old boring-ass predictable, well, since we already know that this is advertised later down the road, we know
2: that they're not going to lose this title. You know? Would you go for having a triple threat in Mania?
0: Yeah, I would like that too. You know, if, if somehow the the match at TakeOver ends in shenanigans or something and Bianca still has a claim to the the, the
2: match, but Charlotte's still calling out Rhea, fuck it, make it a triple threat. I think that would be great. Because honestly, now that I look back to what they said on WWE backstage, having Charlotte there, she is a big fan of Bianca Belair. Mm. She herself said it, and you know how much a flair has pulled in there. And remember what happened at fucking Rumble. Each
3: Rumble Bill, match was, was a MVP. Tef- yeah.
0: yeah, each Rumble match was a tale of two Rumbles, and the person that eliminated or the person that was eliminated by the second part winner of the Rumble, they're having feuds. So Drew eliminated Brock, so Drew
1: and Brock have beef. Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte eliminated, eliminated Bianca, Bianca. so and Bianca was the was the one. She was the MVP it down for
0: the first for half. The first half. Yeah, so, nice. yeah, there's story there where it's not just well, I won, so I'm gonna face a champ. But there's this other fucking person in here that kind of has an interwoven story that, if you do it correctly,
1: it could lead to a triple threat, a really well done triple threat. Mm, I'm not know. I'm, I I I not know. <laughs> I'm not I, sure. I not know. I'm not sure if I would want to see a triple threat. Um, but rather than just complain, I'll I'll give a uh, an option. You've already introduced Charlotte on WWE on NXT television. Return her to NXT television. You've already had Rhea on on Raw. So why not just go full bore with it? I would have Bianca win the title at Takeover.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe if Charlotte's there at ringside, just taunting Rhea. She is gonna be in ringside, and she's gonna be at ringside. Fuck it. Have the rematch at Chamber. Get more people. Again, if you're sitting in Vince McMahon's chair and you're trying to figure out how to combat Wednesday ratings, I would put an NXT women's title match at Elimination Chamber where more casuals will be watching as opposed to the TakeOver episode where just us fucking marks are gushing over everything because we appreciate what we see in front of our fucking television. And maybe that bleeds some of it over so that NXT gets some of that build-up rub Mm -hmm. because we've already got Shayna from NXT – Unofficial, unofficially, as of now, on the main roster, and she's got her sights set on Becky yep. for the belt yep. and for blood. And then you've got the two girls that Charlotte's trying to put over as the next generation of the women's revolution or evolution. Might as well just put them on the fucking pay-per-view. Well, we're, we're talking an awful lot about this, so why don't we just
0: get to it then? Um, prediction and give me an anticipation level for uh, uh, Bianca versus… Eight. Bianca versus Rhea,
1: eight, eight. Well, yeah, technically, eight. it's going to be sound as fuck. Yeah. Uh, whatever story they tell me, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to dis- just suspend my disbelief or enjoy it as much as I can. Um, hopefully, Charlotte's not all over it because this doesn't need Charlotte. The Matt- See, here's the, pr- here's why I'm not the biggest fan of what's going on right now. They should have saved all that until the night after chamber for Charlotte to make her choice. Okay. You know, I think this is too it's happening too soon, and it's coming across to me that there's too many cooks in the kitchen for this storyline, and half of them didn't even go to culinary school. You know what I mean? <laughs> so some thing's going to taste fucked up if they would have just given it the time and given one person with the Michelin stars that nobody's doing to make the masterpiece, we'd probably be gushing all over it the next six, four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. But it feels like right now, some of this is too soon. Especially, it's like the money in the bank. If one person cashes in already, you want the other one to milk it. So if Drew already b- blew his load wanting Brock, Charlotte could have milked it for at least five weeks. Okay. You know, and it just it just didn't happen. Hector, give me a number. I got an eight. Okay. And I feel like
2: going back to to a scenario that played out many, many years ago. This is going to be, for me, if they play it out the way I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. this is going to be the whole situation that happened between Eddie Guerrero, Brock Lesnar, and Goldberg. Yes. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay. And if I'm thinking right, that's how Bianca Belair is going to win the title.
1: Hmm. But Charlotte won the won the Rumble, so she's entitled to a title match. So why would Rhea want to – Rhea wouldn't have – it? well – well who's She'd the one,
2: st- who's the one that's mostly talking shit to Charlotte if it's not uh Ripley Oh it's bianca bianca yeah there's more personal
0: animosity between Charlotte and Bianca again extending back from the Rumble.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: so honestly I feel like that's gonna end up happening give yeah, the title because the whole backstory of it is uh Ripley went up to the main roster to tell Charlotte she hasn't beaten her mm-hmm. Why? Because they're still they're still using the story from back in the day of Survivor Series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that that brings some legitimacy there because Mm -hmm. it's the past. So while telling that story, and then you have Bianca Belair, where she did the showing in Royal Rumble, they both have legitimate reason to have actually end up in a triple threat. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. if that the only way to bring Bianca in, have her win the title and then lose it in Mania. Mm-hmm. okay because rio's you?
1: rematch plus charlotte's entitlement yep with the match not that not that she's a flare but the, <laughs> rumble. the, the fact that she won the rumble yeah what about you i'm at a nine um Ooh. because of all the reasons y'all have just said <laughs>
0: the match is going to be technically sound uh i think that there is plenty of story there enough story that it has legs to to Go into a triple threat, have Charlotte versus Rhea or Charlotte versus Bianca one on one, either way, or a triple threat. There's a lot of interesting shit that could happen here. I think face value as a mark, you would just look at it and look past it and say, Well, of course, Bianca is going to lose because it's going to be Charlotte versus Rhea at Mania, and boom, that's it. But if you really scrutinize it, we have a chance of getting swerved here. And that makes me more interested in it. Not less. It makes me more interested in it. You said you don't want to see too much Charlotte. I want to. I agree with you. I don't want to see too much Charlotte, but I need to see Charlotte there doing something. Charlotte needs to be involved somehow with this match. So
1: it makes me more interested. Here's my biggest apprehension that I don't think anybody's touched on yet. Apprehension. That's <laughs> it. This isn't the first time Bianca's had an NXT women's title match. Mm-hmm. If she doesn't win this... I don't know if she can recover from it, at least in the NXT universe or in the NXT okay. cul-de-sac. You know, unless you're gonna just move her to SmackDown and we repackage her as a ball chick from like Rwanda, because that's what they do on the main roster. <laughs> um, so at the risk she's of she's just Bel Air. Yeah, Bel Air. she comes out in a Chevy. So I want a be- she needs some kind no, of she res- gets
0: a fresh Prince gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. God damn it, Vince. Don't
1: do that to her. Some parents just don't understand. Um, she needs redemption for her career in NXT. And knowing that Mauro and Nigel are going to be on commentary, I'm sure they're going to bring up that this isn't her first rodeo main eventing for the women's title. So she has to win this. Because at some point she comes across like Nikki Cross. Sammy Zane.
2: Yeah. Or, or Sami okay.
1: Zayn, where it's like, all right, you got there. And then, uh yeah. Oh man, you got there again. Nah, nah. Nah, 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 you know, yeah. And that's two. And and out of all the examples that we you just listed, the one that is unlike the rest that you can actually do something with. No offense to everyone else, would be Bianca. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't saddle her with another loss. I'd have her. I I pick. I'm picking her to win this. Hooker, crook, Goldberg, Lesnar style, or whatever. I got her winning. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to go against everything I
0: just said about my high hopes and what the interest and all that, and I'm going to predict Rhea to win. Um, I would love it if Bianca would would win, but, but I'm not going to bet against it. <laughs> so, I mean, if I put my money where my mouth is, I'm saying it's going to be Rhea and the regular old boring WWE-style booking. Um, but
1: I, I, I want to be wrong.
2: I have Bianca win it.
1: Cool. We're sticking to the takeover stuff. We gave the women love. How about Cole versus Ciampa for the men's NXT strap? Uh,
0: I'm going with a nine on this as well. Um, I would be at a ten if this was one or two takeovers ago. Goldie has to wait because daddy's going to war. Uh, Okay, Goldie has to wait because of this other thing. Goldie's got to – like, God damn it, Goldie! Goldie's already lost the erection and it's cold And yeah. it's under the blankets now Like okay yeah oh now you want to Wake me up an hour later okay fine Let's go ahead and do it now It won't be
1: as good because I'm not into it now Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean
0: okay all the blue chew you want, shit,
1: it, don't mean, matter.
0: it just came out of the oven Two hours ago So now I got to put it in the microwave But alright cool thank you for dinner babe You know like this should have Happened a little while ago I'm still going to probably Enjoy the fuck out of it once I'm fully awake, or once it's out of the microwave, I'm going, oh, damn, this is badass. Track. Yeah, like, oh, this is badass. But, like, I was in the mood. Now I'm not in the mood. You got to get me back in the mood again, and I'll probably get in the mood again once the match actually happens.
2: So, nine.
0: Instead of ten.
2: I got an eight. Eight? Ooh, yeah. okay. It's just the waiting of it. It's mm. like, again, we should have had this a couple of... Mm-hmm. Take over. November. November. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, yeah, that's
1: that's what I got. Give me a number. Jim Cornette, Cornette fucked this up for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm at like a six. Why, Why did I'm Cornette
0: fuck it up for you? If
1: I'm not mistaken, I think Cornette fucked it up for me. Oh. Because for the most part, everyone in NXT is just – And here's what I mean. We're supposed to boo Adam Cole uh-huh. because he's got three other guys and they jump people. Yeah. But we always go baby and we always go boom. And we're always like in all of his matches. Yeah. Champa. Oh, he, he's, he's supposed to be a bad guy, but now we all like him because he's best friends with the, with the love hate relationship. That's like going on like the ninth divorce now. And they're still like, still fucking, Yeah, you know, you don't really hate anyone. And you don't overly like anyone, you just appreciate both of them equally now. Like if like if somebody and that's probably why they had Adam Cole break out the spray paint on Chompa's on the back of his neck and then land that last shot on him so that you can because you know paint makes you a fucking heel yeah. or something. It does they it. saw NWO. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what got over NWO. That's well, what that, got
1: over DX. Yeah. People love spray paint. But even then, like, I'm not going, I'm not gonna boo Adam Cole. I'm not going to I'm not going to boot champa I'm not going to boot you know it's just it's just it feels like I don't have any emotional investment in this match part of it could be because it has been taken 9 weeks 10 weeks that we should have had this in November you know but it just it feels like there's so much going on in NXT right now that like I can only hold my attention for so long before <laughs> I get my voice taken away for something <laughs> and that's just an NXT and it's like man it could have been more, but I'm at a six. Damn. What do you got winning? I don't want to be obvious, man. It's Again, I'm stuck. Cole's had this belt for fucking ever, but I don't want Ciampa to be the guy to take it from him. I got Cole with you. I feel the same way. I don't right now. Man. Not to jump, not to cross streams. Right now, I think the only person that's credible of taking the belt away from Adam Cole is Keith Lee.
2: <laughs> you remember.
1: Wow. Again, Keith should have won the Rumble, should have challenged Adam Cole for the NXT title at Mania because he's limitless. He holds all the belts, you know? Yeah. But that's the only guy that I want to see beat Adam Cole. Everybody else is like, Champa, hey, he's been there. Champa is a fucking ruthless heel killing babies and shit. All right. I'll 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 vote for Ciampa. Cycle Yeah. But hey, DIY. You would do one more time. So, nah. I'm, I'm not, not calling. So, Y'all are yeah. wrong. champa has got to win this.
0: Goldie's got to come back home to daddy. It's
1: too obvious Goldie's, in the first match. Uh, Dude, save that, that, that for some... mania. Yeah. Save that it's, for mania.
0: It's not. How long have you been cop teasing me about this? He's got to get that belt back. How long have you
1: to have sex anyway, though? That's immaterial.
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, man. I'll fuck you. What?
2: <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna be a long night. If that's, that's the, the case, she said, hey. do, if that's the case, then
1: who do you got facing Ciampa after? Uh, I don't see. I don't see four matches of Cole and, Ch- and Ciampa. Finn. No. Gar- uh, Gargano and Balor. Yeah, I mean Chomp and Balor. Yeah, Ch- yeah. Chomp and Balor. What?
0: Yeah, because he's gonna beat the shit out
2: of uh, what's his. Uh, what's honestly, his name? I got Cole retaining, and I got Balor versus versus. Cole. Oh, okay, okay. And that's gonna be the come ups of his club. He's gonna have a club. Gotta find a find a group to challenge against a disputed era.
0: I don't know. I think the undisputed era will do just fine unraveling just all by themselves.
3: Okay. If if, if you know, if,
0: what? we've already had Roddy lose a belt. Then if we have Cole lose a belt, it's just up to the tag teams for them to lose a belt, and they're just one sneeze away from an ACL injury on one of them, four of them. So like it, it their, their their prophecy was fulfilled. Now it needs to dissolve.
1: So yeah. The, oh man.
2: Cole versus Balor
1: would be such an easy promo for Balor to say, I know what it's like to have a team broken up on me, and I've seen it all over again with you, and you have no idea it's coming. Um. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about Balor versus Ciampa? I mean, Ch- Balor versus Gargano. Where you at?
0: All right. Balor versus Gargano, I am – well, okay, I'll tell you this. I was oh, shit. at, like – uh, six or seven. Now, I'm actually at a nine.
2: What?
0: After last night's uh, little vignettes and promos and stuff, they sold me. They did. Balor, oh.
1: go ahead.
2: I got it at eight. Eight. Okay.
1: Yeah. Match alone, I'm at a nine.
2: Okay. I just feel like I'm seeing.
1: It's gonna sound weird. There's gonna be a lot of that tonight. Yeah. See, <laughs> we just spent thirty minutes on fucking football. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the real football,
2: <laughs> the minor, minor, minor league football. football. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kidding. I see damn, the minor, minor. I
0: know, chingão.
2: <laughs> I see Balor already doing the John Cena stuff. How,
1: how many John move, Cena
2: stuff? How many moves does John Cena have? Five. Out of how how many moves does Balor have?
1: I don't know. The Tanahashi, the the shotgun dropkick, the coup de grace, the 1916, a whole bunch of punching. Uh, uh, He's got a
2: dive, normal.
1: The the helo, over-the-top rope dive.
2: Yeah. Five moves that you're guaranteed to see.
1: Yeah. And I'm tired of seeing that. And a bunch of collar elbows.
2: And I'm tired of seeing
1: that. Already? Okay. But he's supposed to be the bad guy that you're supposed to like because us stupid wrestling fans like the bad guys. <laughs> they got him <them> too. <laughs> Damn, how many mosquitoes are in here? I have no idea. He's had fucking, pest control this week coming too. I don't know what the it's hell.
0: fucking winter. Why do you have mosquitoes in here?
1: I feel you, man. Yep. Yeah. You're already getting tired of Balor, huh? Yeah, I'm already getting tired of
0: Balor, and I would be in the same boat. Like, but again, last night's promos between uh, Balor and Gargano going back and forth, Gargano reiterating like, "Hey, I picked up NXT where you just left it laying," you know, and, and then just kind of building on that. I know you probably saw that maybe two, three weeks ago, and they were just reiterating it last night. But the full package, I the full package altogether, like it just it it just it fit.
2: Hi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> promo wise, yeah. I agree with you. Okay, promo is there, especially when Gargano said, "I don't want that baller from the main roster. I want the baller that you left here. Yeah, I want you to be that. I want that a takeover." Promos, fine, but when it comes to the wrestling of it, Gargano has plenty of moves he hasn't brought out.
1: What's Finn ba- Balor do?
2: Balor, the last move he had. Uh, um for me, it was Bloody Sunday, which became nineteen
1: sixteen. Nineteen sixteen. Yeah, and that was it. Awesome Motorhead album. <laughs> yeah. What about you? <laughs> um, the match itself, I want to see the anticipation to this, the build up to this. I'm probably going to put it at somewhere between a seven and an eight, maybe seven and a half. A okay. lot of the takeover tonight falls under the "Well, goddamn, pal, has been three months" category. Yeah. <laughs> Rebrand yourself right. for that. Yeah, right. you know, if this was three months ago, the three matches we've already talked about would have been either at ten or eleven. Okay. Bien parado. But right. now, three months Let's in, see. I don't know, man. Yeah, and it's my a lot of that's my fault. I'll admit it. A lot of it's my fault. You, we mentioned it ad nauseum already. What are we watching on Wednesdays? You know, I haven't watched a lick of NXT the last three weeks. I, I'm di- I'm, <laughs> At all, I'm dying to see the match between Kushida and Adam Cole. I've been hearing nothing. It was good. I've been hearing nothing but positive reviews of these fucking vignettes with Pete Dunne and fucking Matt Riddle. That was amazing. <laughs> God Comedy. damn, that was good. The promo with Roderick Strong and and Marina Shafir's shit with with uh, well, with, with That was pretty good
0: too.
1: I've heard a lot of good stuff. But because, in my opinion, something has me more hooked, I've, I haven't even got back to watch this. Which stuff. I'm going to be real here for a second
0: and, and like real enough to where it, it, it may even hurt myself to say this. Just lying. The flyer ended up in the beer. <laughs>
1: Goddamn. <laughs> you want to get drunk. Here's how I kill the coronavirus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but congratulations, now you have malaria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I'm going to be real. I watch AEW first, and I'm more hooked on AEW, and I'm more interested in AEW, but I think NXT may have the better product objectively. I'm hooked on AEW. I want to see what's going on. I look past a lot of shit that I'm like, eh, this could be a little bit better. This kind of sucks, whatever, but I'm still excited for it. AEW is better, or excuse me, NXT is better, but I feel like I can,
1: you know, wait. On
0: it. Does anybody else feel
1: that way? Am I no. the only one? No, because like I mentioned earlier, okay. There people there's people there, NXT has a roster that I appreciate. Okay. Keyword is appreciate. I fucking love Darby Allen. I fucking love Jungle Boy. I'm I'm like still swooning over the, the Death Rider that's going on with Mox. I fucking hate MJF. I want to kick him in the balls, and he's never done shit to me. Yes, you know. Yes, you just <laughs> need to tweet at him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So there's a distinction of what has me emotionally interested in something. Okay. You know, I'm fucking thinking about driving to Atlanta next week on my vacation. Ooh. Still <laughs> cage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lucha Bros against Omega and Hangman titles. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and a tag team tournament battle royal for the, the contenders at Revolution.
2: Hold on. How can? They...
1: Okay. <laughs> Conti- Continuity for
2: that. How the hell do the Lucha Bros get a, a title match if, according to the rankings, they're at the bottom of the list? Does I don't know. Does it matter? Do yes. you want to watch
1: Lucha Bros against Omega and Hangman?
2: Shit, save that for a pay view Shut the fuck up. No, just <laughs> <laughs> save that for a of pay-per-view.
1: I'm paying to view it! That's you. <laughs> but he is not going there. Not not so Fuck. <laughs> now for Chris the hypocrite. Because my I... anticipation level for Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox is at a fucking eleven. What? That That's has story. emotional investment. What? I've been watching the WWE PC videos okay. on Facebook. Really? The Tegan Knox story, oh, how good. she got hurt. Uh, the second episode, the second episode after, today uh, after about? the Mae Young classic where the she second. got hurt where she got hurt during that Ray Ray Ripley match. Yeah, and there, there's a lot of backstage, dude. I am emotionally invested in that poor girl. And it started when she got her ass beat at fucking war games. She got turned on by her yeah. supposed. So, dude, I have emotion. I have I don't think I felt this way for a women's match in fucking a long time.
2: That's probably the only equivalent that. NXT has the AEW when it comes to the actual storytelling. Yeah, uh, AEW has the whole Cody and and uh, MJF story. NXT has Tegan Knox,
1: the whole redemption of it. Oh yeah, and Dakota being an absolute sexy bitch about it. Yep. Fuck man, I'm at an eleven. Wow. I'm down for this. I'm I'm down for it. It's a fucking street fight, bro. I give. That I'm one down. A 10. Woo! 10, so give me a four or five. How are you gonna How are you gonna do this? Balance it out. <laughs>
0: I was gonna say six <laughs> but because now. defend yourself to them because I didn't I wasn't aware of any of these promos on Facebook Live. like uh, so I feel like I missed out on it. You don't need I, the promos. We I was there at fucking takeover. That's the true. Royal Rumble that's stuff. true. I was there on takeover. I felt like this was one of those um hey, we've been best friends for three months and now i'm gonna stab her in the back after being best friends
1: for three months and, and like it's been more know, than three months since arnold's I, been here and he's been blowing loads on team kick so they've been know. together for a long time okay whether you have been blind to it is only you
0: and i'm gonna steal a line from you and oh, say shit. that's probably gonna be mostly my fault <laughs> But, but I don't give a shit that it's mostly my fault. I still feel the way I feel. I'm at a six because I, I don't I, I don't get best friends vibe from them. I get we're in a feud saying that we're best friends vibe from it because we're in show business. And you remember never, the time, really time when the women's
1: friends. tag titles were relevant and they actually challenged them on NXT television? No. Yeah, you missed that too. <laughs> yeah, Asuka yeah. and Kyrie against yeah. Team Kick. Yeah. So this yeah. has been around, bro. Okay. I... Arnold and, is turning over in oh, his bed right I now, know, right? Yeah, watching this you <laughs> this right here. Um, and I fucking
0: <laughs> I think T. Not, I think Dakota Kai. I think Dakota Kai has done a better job about her heel turn. Yes, but her heel turn kind of feels like a Bailey heel turn, where she's lost oh. something and has become more generic as a heel. Mm -mm. I mean, okay, I guess I'm wrong. Maybe you're not paying enough attention. All I know know is that when I hear Dakota Kai's music, I'm like, whose music is that? Oh, it's Dakota. Uh, Whatever. And then I play on my phone or whatever, and I just move on. Dakota builds up her heel. Right
2: now, NXT needs a woman's heel.
0: Oh, they need it. I just don't think she's the one.
2: Obviously. uh, Well, here's the thing. You're talking about the story that they have three months ago, you're saying, which we've seen further than that. Well, with the whole Dakota Dakota thing is that she already built. She had her She created a buildup for herself for the next what two three months. You could put her in a match of all the people she beat the shit out of in that inside that little shark cage.
0: Okay, for war games.
2: Yeah, you got her. Her story right there.
0: Her Mia. Her Riley. Riley. You got Maria, her. her really? Yeah. Candace, her, her Candace. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: The story wise for them. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, I guess I I just—I don't blame you though.
2: Yeah, Um, but fuck. Again, I I feel like as a character,
0: maybe not a story, as a character, I feel like she became blander instead of more interesting when she had her heel turn.
1: I think the execution of Bailey's heel turn, when she cut the buddies down and all that, and actually got the title back, that was a solid foundation. They didn't build shit on it since. Yeah. They gave this- her some
0: generic ass music. They cut her hair to where she wants to talk to the manager, yeah. and they just gave her some
1: <laughs> generic,
0: generic ass gear. So there's nothing that like pops out that makes she her screams
1: different. Be- random Becky.
0: Yeah, but there's something that makes her different exactly. from any other
1: creative wrestler heel, yeah. and I feel like Dakota's was the same. I don't think so. I think Dakota's okay. presenting herself. I think Dakota's presenting herself a lot more than Bailey is right now. Um, I've got Dakota winning this, okay. and the evolution of this is easy. I've got uh some episode of NXT being main evented with a steel cage match with Ooh. those two girls, and that could probably steal the fucking show. So you don't think
0: you know? Tegan's going to win?
1: No, it's too, again, it's too easy to give it to her. Okay. Up to this point, all these matches that they've had already, Tegan's won them all against Dakota. Wait, there's
0: already been multiple matches least, with
1: them. At least it's been two. two. At least I thought two. they've had
0: like little backstage knees. No, no. and that's it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah! How have I been sleeping on this so much? We've been watching AEW. I guess so. (laughs) All right, because I thought this was their first actual match. Okay,
1: Brozor weights against Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly World Tag Team Titles for the NXT. Where you at? I got
2: that at a nine, okay, because of the vignettes that I just recently saw. Oh fuck! Fuck. I've seen little clips
1: of it on Facebook. I didn't watch the whole thing,
2: and the only reason why, and I. And I have uh, um, Undisputed taken him because I want to see that phase of Fish and O'Reilly that I saw in ROH, the whole comedy aspect with you have two perfect guys to do it against it. Yeah. I want to see that. Yeah. So I
1: got I got that. I haven't, again, I haven't seen much of NXT. I don't fucking need to. We're talking Red Dragon, bro. Yep. Here, here here's the favorite HWR game. Give me a bad Red Dragon match. <laughs> I'm here. I'll wait. No. Thank you. No. And I think as 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 stupid looking as the fucking uh little cart was with the pyro and the trophy. Yeah. Pete no selling all of it. The promos <laughs> back and forth during uh during Worlds collide and Pete no selling all of it. Oh man, this, this is good. This, yeah. And again, you can have that comedy stick between. This is where I think the cracks of, undis- of uh, Undisputed Era going to show. Not so much of them turning on each other, but it's going to come to a point where we brought the group together because Adam's up here and everybody else, for some reason, was languishing around here. Not to their fault of their own, but just now that they're all together, we're going to be looking at them individually because they're all the same level of star. Yeah. That they're going to be doing their own thing and they're going to be building up other people. That they don't need the undisputed era. We just need Red Dragon, Bob, uh, uh, Roddy, and Adam and Cole doing their things. And they're th- yeah. So this and that's a good start where Cole and v- Roddy are like, "Hey man, you need to take this shit more seriously." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Fuck sis, why do you think you tell me what to do, motherfucker? I'm the one with the goal. You ain't got shit." And then you know that's how we start seeing yeah, that. Yeah. But because they all because. <clears throat> roddy's important thing right now he's being hunted like a motherfucker now he knows what it's like he's got that big-ass bronson reed after him he's got velveteen dream after him and uh somebody else
2: the guy who shaved his head
1: <clears throat> yeah <laughs> so roddy's already got other things that are more important than the collective yeah adam cole's got the belt we all like undisputed era but if we pay attention adam cole's belt is more important to him than the collective you know? His
0: belt is more important to their uh, to his opponents, yeah, than anything
1: else. too. Yeah. there's then, so many
0: opponents gunning for that. There's not as many <clears throat> opponents gunning for the tag titles. Yeah,
1: so this is where the whole thing's gonna start fleshing out. Well, yeah. Oh, you know what? Undisputed's and had a good run. Besides, once they get to the main roster, they're gonna be something else. They're just gonna so, be era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's they're
0: undisputed. gonna no, they're
1: gonna be UE, and then we're gonna hate them like UE. Yeah. You know? So. Uh, So I'm at a I'm at a fucking ten for that match. I
0: I've
1: got a disputed. I've got dragons holding
0: it. I'm at an eight. Um, everything about uh, undisputed that you guys are saying, I'm agreeing with. Uh, I love the vignettes from the Broza rates. I just don't think the Broza rates are gonna last as a team. They shouldn't. And they shouldn't. But I think this may be their final hurrah. They're gonna lose. And they're going to split and do their own thing. Not split, like turn on each other and hold animosity. Like, all right, bro, we had a good run. We challenged for the titles. We won the cup, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. They're going back to their singles careers. And then <clears throat> that's where all that will go. Roddy doesn't have his belt. Cole doesn't have his belt. But Red Dragon still does. And so the prophecy is starting to unravel. And then that's when all the stuff you're talking about, well, we got the belts. What the fuck about you? No, no, And there you go. That's where all yeah. that's gonna start crumbling there with the Undisputed Era. So I'm not as interested as I could be if there was more uncertainty about it. I, I'm pretty sure they're not gonna put these belts on the rates Um and yeah, the Broser Rates are a short lived union, and who else is gonna take those titles from from Red Dragon? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody right
1: now, but the wrestling undisputed era, that's another story. So yeah. Let's end it on the upper. Okay. Keith Lee, Donovan Dijakovic, North American title. Oh yeah, nine point seven five. Oh no!
3: <laughs>
0: What's holding you? That quarter of a point.
1: Racist it's motherfucker holding me because isn't this their like sixth match? Fifth. Fifth. They were one, one, and one before Lee finally uh, yeah. won, and then. They had that triple threat, and then all hell went broke loose. Yeah, hey man. And then they were also involved
0: all together in war games. Yeah. So, I kind of want to see Keith Lee move on from Donovan. Donovan, and and I wanted to see him fight somebody else. I'm glad that they're going to fight again, and it's going to be a good match. But I'm not quite at a ten because of it. I want to be out of 10. I want to say I'm out of 10. I need you to convince me to give me that extra little quarter of a point to get out of 10. But you started with me, and so I, I said
1: 9.7. Okay, so devil's advocate. Yeah. If you don't want Dijakovic, who do you want to see him defend the title against?
0: I don't know, but not him.
1: <laughs> Would you have rather wanted um, Flicha de Infierno? Sure. Damien Priest? Yes. Why not?
0: Uh,
2: or I
0: don't know. Damien Priest, no. Wouldn't. No?
2: Okay. Kelly and Dane? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or fucking Matt Riddle. Ooh. Yeah. But Matt Riddle. That
1: for a mania Matt
0: weekend. Riddle is busy. Currently. Currently. Yeah. yeah. But like, I think there's could have been other people to have been like, oh fuck, he's gonna fight him. Oh, okay. Oh, who's he gonna fight? He's gonna fight. Ah, the same guy he's been in the ring with oh for the last five months. Like, oh, okay. <laughs>
1: It's a good match, you know. I'll help you. Ten. All right. <laughs> they haven't given me a bad match so far. The story the story of one, one, and one, and then everything that happened after that, and Lee winning the title, and Dijakovic earning the man's respect, which means is going to go heel on him. Real hardcore. I wouldn't be surprised if Dijakovic beats him for the belt. Ooh. And we get another round of this. Um, but that's a little too far ahead. I I'm I'm dude. I'm sold, man. There's equity built up for me that they haven't lost, which is why if you if you keep making money, you want to keep investing so you make more money. Right. So they've been ba- they've been paying out. Keep playing. All right, Hector. Ah! Ten. Yeah. I got it at ten
2: As much as I at one point sorry at one point I was getting a little bit fatigue from them. But this would be the perfect match to end it. Okay. You have something in stake other than the record. Yeah. And perfect way to... And I got Keith Lee actually retaining that. And I do see the heel turn there. But the thing, the build-up, we've had it for the the whole, what, the second half of last year? Yeah. You have a story already between them set some concrete. But what I ended up seeing this week was the promo with Mark Mark Henry Henry building the Oh, that was so good. The battle of the big men. Yes. So, yeah, that's why I'm giving that one a 10.
0: I I love how that promo was almost like NFL film style, whereas like that close-up with the camera kind of moving with super high ultra definition with – a legend talking about the guys that are fighting now and, like, how he respects them and this. It was very well done. God damn, that was a good promo. Him putting over both of them and just saying, oh, he does things that he shouldn't do. But then you have this guy who also <laughs> does things that he shouldn't do, and it blows away any of the shit I used to do in my heyday. Like, I'm glad I'm retired, so I'm not fighting, fighting these guys. Like, that kind of shit. Like, it was really good, man. I, yeah. Okay, I'm at a 10. <laughs> <laughs> Six matches this time. Y'all takeover Take over. I'm at a nine altogether.s
1: Nine.
0: Yeah, about an eight. About
1: an eight. Mm-hmm. I got at about an eight too. Okay. Hmm. Still got some more stuff to take care of though. Oh yeah. What's your match of the week? I don't know.
0: Uh, You know, okay. No, you guys
2: go first. I'm undecided. Do you need more time? Oh no, I got mine. go for it. Spit it it out. Takahashi and Dragon Lee
1: from New Beginning. How the fuck did I know that you were gonna pick the one match we didn't watch? I didn't (laughs) watch that match. It it ain't my fault I didn't watch (laughs) it. (laughs) With all due respect, name recognition of Naito and Suzuki Moxley. For me, that's what I—that was my appointment viewing. But my match of the week is fucking Kenta versus uh, Tetsuya Naito. Um, for a New Japan match, I was pleasantly sports entertained. That <laughs> felt like something that could have main event at a takeover. It was that well. It, there was enough of that sports entertainment aspect that the Japanese crowd wasn't ready for. Um. There was so much going on in that match that you have to pre- that you can't appreciate that you have to that you can't avoid appreciating. Yeah. You know the commentary for whatever reason oh, that yeah. night was that on fucking was fire. Um, Kenta out, Nitoing Naito, like just leaving the ring for the first five minutes, really starting to get under Naito's skin a little bit, uh, which paid off later on in the match where he begged Naito to hit him just so he can into a DDT. Then Naito get play, returns the table on him yeah. and he's like, No, hold those ropes for me. And then he holds the rope. Uh, Kenta holds, holds the rope just to go under the funny rope. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but then that bit him in the ass. Yeah, because you know, it opened him up to, to uh, this was offense. a good
1: spotlight for Kenta.
0: Yeah. It was, it was a very good
1: spotlight for Kenta. This is, is a,
0: probably the best Kenta match we've seen in years.
1: Minus maybe a match or two from G one. I think yes. uh his I think his match against uh Bushi uh stole it and uh I I I, it's on a list, but I need to go back and watch uh, Kenta Tanahashi. So I've heard good things about Kenta Tanahashi. Oh, yeah. um, I think I saw Kenta Okada because this was when they were doing the whole when he was earning respect from people and not. I think I did see it. Tanahashi said no. Okada said yes. This was the handshake yeah. and shit. So I did watch that. Yeah, there might be one or two from G One, but this one's up there because fucking Naito did a damn good job of putting this guy over. Uh, commentary did a good job of putting over the situation he's in right now. Um, coming back. It's like he's a legend in Japan. Yeah, but he didn't do that shit here. So we don't really give a fuck. <laughs> or whatever that Japanese equivalent of that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, um I loved Moxley and um, and Suzuki. Suzuki. That was literally Ken versus Ryu from Street Fighter.
3: Oh, yeah, it, yeah. It
1: just it's like a mirror image of each other. Um a week or two ago, um Butchering the blade and the Lucha Bros teamed up for an eight-man tag against that the Elite good. and mm-hmm. Adam Page. Yeah, and just like Adam chilling, nobody's tagging him, and he's like, "Man, let me finish this." And he's whooping people's ass, and then for the celebration, he's out drinking with us, and everybody else is like, "What about us?" You know. But that eight-man tag was fucking solid, man. That was, that uh, was I it. Really I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um.
0: And um, Jungle Boy versus MJF was really good too. I was see that. I I thought Jungle Boy was actually gonna win at several points, and I was like, "This is interesting." For
1: all the shit that Cody's been put through right now, it would have been nice for his music to have played to distract MJF enough, or for Arn to come out and distract MJF enough to have Jungle Boy beat him. Yeah, so that you get more fire on MJ on on on, on, on MJF side. Oh, why he hates Cody? Well, I thought you meant you more know. more
0: positive shine but onto I'll, Jungle Boy because but, Jungle Boy beat Cody, and if he also beat MJF, that just helps his rankings. Now, Cody and MJF
1: are still doing their thing because it's yeah. a blood feud. But goddamn, this kid Jungle Boy! And but to that, I give them credit for booking a guy that people hate as much as MJF. Against a Someone kid that love. people love, like Jungle Boy, and it fucking worked, man. When they were outsmarting each other in the beginning, and, yeah. and MJF's like, "Oh God, God, guess I got to take this guy seriously." Yeah, <laughs> um, wasn't that MJF's first match? No, he's wrestled before. When? Uh,
0: I don't know. It was that
1: his first?
3: No,
0: it couldn't have been. He had to have been
1: involved with like some sort of yeah. tag or something at some point. Right? Maybe that's his first one-on-one. I will see your Jungle Boy MJF, and oh. I will raise you Aye. Nyla versus Riho. That's easily the best match <laughs> Riho's had. Riho looked, looked the most credible in that match. Yeah. Dude, those snapdragons on fucking Nyla, that impressed me. That impressed, that, there were people in my section booing when that match started. And that they were che- they were they were cheering for the offense of Riho towards the end because they were she was like okay all right I think I get it Nia winning was so fucking surprising yeah. it had to happen though because it would have killed yeah. their credibility I was rooting for it the comp, uh, uh, the crowd was rooting for it and it, I think the right person won yep.
2: okay well Rio managed to bring the crowd back
1: yeah oh crowd. that too
2: yeah with that match though so. yeah. Not
1: bad. Last night definitely was the easiest. Well, not easiest. Last night was definitely one of the best episodes of Dynamite since the first like three episodes they had when they first debuted. Okay. Scott and I were sitting there and I checked my clock and I told him, bro, it's 8 And he's like, really? It does. I want more. But by then we had Dustin and Sammy. We had the opening tag match. Britt Baker's finally coming along with, dude, what she Potential. called his Waterburger faces. Fuck. <laughs> um, Still better than in and out yeah, According yeah. to USA oh, Today. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, that, that, was, that show was really well paced. It was really good. And I already have a guess of who the leader of the Dark Order is. Oh, who? What's your guess? No.
2: What was that? Matt Hardy? Oh, Wait. There was four people in the running and they're all currently looking at AEW for well one of them you already saw yesterday, Jeff Cobb. It's none of them.
3: Who?
1: It's like Fallen Angel. Christopher. You think it's, Daniels. Christopher Daniels. Oh, Daniels all of the it's return? Christopher Daniels all along. You know, they, they, just like it's me, Austin. Like he was the guy the whole time when the build up to that was Vince being the victim Whoa. and the Undertaker chasing him. It's kind of ironic, you know. They build they're telling the story very well that Daniels is the one that they want to covet as their member, but so they don't beat him up. And then Daniels is like, Nah. Last night, Daniels is like, Nah. I'm gonna find them and I'm gonna take care of them. No, you're not. You're telling them what to do, motherfucker. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. <laughs> it's fallen angel, bro. Oh, we're, we're getting to build a breakup of the SCU. I yeah. think it's time. Scorpio can do good on his own. Daniels has enough history that he can put over... He can do what the other uh, um, older talent are doing and putting over the younger kids. And Dude, he doesn't really have to do
0: that in the ring as the leader of the Dark Order. Yeah. He, he can be, like, in a, a leader managerial type position. He doesn't have to wrestle for that shit. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense in the character and in the story. Yeah. He's got minions. Plenty of them. Do his bidding
1: for them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm quoting it right now. It's Christopher Daniels.
0: That just leaves Kaz out in the cold. Oh, Kaz do- no, Kaz no, Kaz will be Kaz? that
1: singles wrestler that brings up the next crop of kids. Oh, okay. Another Dustin. Another, oh, yeah. Another mm-hmm. Dustin. Okay. Uh, what would
2: you think about uh, Jeff Cobb coming out?
0: I loved
2: it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Oh, yeah. Too much, much muscle tonight. in the inner circle. A lot of
0: muscle. Yeah, that is one thing. The inner, the, yeah, the inner circle is good. Would you want
2: Jeff Cobb or Matanza? Matanza.
1: hold <laughs> <laughs> on. Oh, ta-
0: Matanza <laughs> without Dario will be a little weird. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I bring no, Darío. Jericho's
1: in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Calmate. Oh, yeah. Jericho, ring the bell. <laughs> oh, man. I wanted to do a spotlight segment for something that happened a couple weeks ago that um, I wasn't expecting to be what it was. Okay. Your first impressions after the 10 lashes. Oh. We didn't already
0: talk about this? On air? No. No?
1: We're talking about it now.
0: Oh, okay. I thought we already talked about this. I felt like we did. Um, I enjoyed – Well, Okay, I loved it and I hated it uh, in the moment, right? In the moment, I was like, man, this is... There's some things that are old school that you don't need to do when you're trying to make yourself old school, you know? And this is, like, one of those, like, all right, this is kind of dumb, kind of pointless. Like, all right, he's going to get lashes. I'm sure it hurts, but, like, I don't know. It just seems dumb. But when it was going on, when it was happening... I did enjoy the way that they handled it, uh, the the story of it. Um, everybody, one by one, or almost one by one, just coming out just to witness it. Like, oh shit, this is something remarkable. You know, I, I didn't want to say special, but something important, remarkable, Remorable. You know, not even memorable. Like it was almost infamous. It wasn't famous. There it was like, go. oh fuck, something's. This is this is a big deal. I got to go out there, you know, and all the family. You know, uh, uh, Dustin coming out, and uh, you know, even had some of the uh, Jericho's crew going out there and looking. And like, oh shit, you know, um, and you know, there's Arn, and and then one year up to nine, and then I saw Brandy come out. I was like, God damn it, she's gonna go. No, don't hurt my husband. No, that's not what she did. She was like, baby, you got one more. He was so fucking well done, so fucking good that it wasn't what I expected. I guess because I'm just trained from WWE for certain type of tropes We're and storylines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that we didn't get those same types of tropes or storylines. So he was like, you just got one more. You can do this. Like, oh, that's what I needed right there. and That made it good. I, I liked it. And then MJF's facial expressions where you saw – but those cards that he was holding close to the chest, he had to lay them out on the table. Which was his cards were. I was gonna try to use this to figure out a way to weasel out of this match. I figured if I get a chance to just whoop him enough without him having to touch me, I could get away with not having the match. If this was WWE, you wouldn't have had all those intricate details. If this was WWE, you would just whip them, whip them, whip them, and then that's the end. And then. Ah, yeah, that's what I did. And then probably like a brawl or something. But the story of like he had a fucking
2: plan, like that, that did it for me. I liked it. It's over. The
1: details. What do you think?
2: The details of it. I fell in love with the details of it. Yeah. The first lashings, Arn came out. Tell him, hey, come on, you want this? Don't give him the satisfaction. Yeah. Don't stay down. He started getting up. After the fourth one, that's when Dustin came out. Yeah. and he The himself, fifth one. Yeah. He himself came in
1: to the ring. It's like, I'll take the rest. With me, I'll take the rest. That, that's where yeah. it got me. Yeah. That's, that was good. That's where it got me. And that's Cody's good. look at Dustin like.
2: Yeah, like, no, no. Yeah. was like, no, come on. I'll take the rest. I'll take the rest. Hit me. Hit me. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. And then the Bucks came out. Of them, right like. After after their match mm-hmm. came down, I was like, Hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, you got this, you can do this, you got this. And all basically, it was just build up the motivation for him to continue. Because after them, um, who came, those Brandy. It was Brandy yeah. came out at nine, but yeah. somewhere
0: in between there, somewhere you had, no, somewhere you had Jericho's crew come out. You had the inter- – No, they, they, no, they came that out earlier because
2: it it was the Blade, the Bunny, and the Butcher that came out. Then I did see Sammy Guevara there. Yeah, and I saw the other team, Jack Evans and Helico. No,
1: lash number nine, he gave to Wardlow, and that's when Wardlow knocked him out almost with that whoop with that lash, and that's how he ended up on the floor. He fucking hit
2: him. He didn't. He like literally them. just grabbed it and then all momentum on it just ran yeah. to him and hit him. Yeah. yeah. But the the beginning of it, the start, I'm not going to use my belt. I want your belt. Oh, yeah. fuck this guy. Uh, that's what I liked about and it. Like, sadistic no, a... asshole. And then going yeah. back to your plan is, yeah, he was building up to the, to the point of, I want you to get angry so you can put your hands on me and this doesn't happen. And yeah. then
1: towards like the second half of those lashings, you could take it two ways. Either you could take it as MJF talking trash to Cody to stay down, that he's not worth it. Or you can take it from the other side where MJF is scared that Cody's actually going to last. Yeah. That his plans about yes. to go to shit. Yes. And he's begging him to stay down for his benefit, not for Cody. Yes. There's yes. so many ways you can look at, dude, the reason this is, and it's weird cuz the first thing that the first thing that popped into my mind when this segment was over was that we had just finished talking about the segments that defined the tens. Mm. I feel like this is going to be one of those moments that we're going to be talking about if this show lasts and we do the the decade in review of this decade. This moment's going to stand out cuz this made Possible. Cody the babyface of all babyfaces and made MJF public enemy number 1. That's yep. possible. Everyone in that fucking segment, even the people on the ramp, everybody played the role that they were supposed to do. You're supposed to have sympathy for the guy getting whipped because he wants this guy so badly that he's willing to do that to himself. Yeah. And that promo that to, that that's close to me. If he can, that, if he can let that happen to himself, what do you think Cody's going to do to MJF? Yeah. You know? You want to pay money to see Cody beat that ever-loving fuck out of MJF? Yeah, I'm about to pay money to go see Ward get Wardlow get the fuck beat out of in a cage. Yeah, from Cody, you know it solidified Cody as the 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 ultimate babyface. It solidified MJF as the ultimate heel. It solidified Wardlow as the number two that you should not be looking over. Yeah. And it put over Arn as the coach. It put over Dustin as brotherly love. It put over the rest of the Bucks as family support, and it put up through that. I damn near bald when Randy, Randy got his hand and Cody kissed it. Yeah. It's all watered eye. Oh, man. Fuck me.
2: You're telling me why yeah. watching
1: A.W.? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was perfect, so good. Perfect point right there. You know? So and it's, good. God damn, dude. It, it got me, bro. Never. All we needed
0: was Hangman somewhere
2: in the back drinking some whiskey, like, damn. Well, <laughs> speaking about that. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Being the elite. Yeah, you know how if you continue to watch that, it tells you more about the story. Mm -hmm. They show the clip of it was the Bucks carrying Cody to the back. They got met. Kenny (coughs) Omega meets them, Mm -hmm. and he's helping them out Mm -hmm. while they're carrying him on to the back. Well, on the during through the hallways, they're going to Tony Khan's office. Oh. Out of the whole group, yeah. Paige is not with them, oh. and and you could see the the story, the video go from back and forth to from where Paige is at and where they are at. Paige is actually sitting in the back, drinking beer mm. by himself.
1: Wow, oh, wow! And he saw all this. Yeah, he, and saw, he, saw, and he, the he saw all this. No, in just, front of him when they're oh. when they're walking past the con's office, oh. Paige is watching all that, and he's still just like.
2: <laughs> no, not not in front of him. Like Paige was, <clears throat> Page was in, the, in his hotel. Oh, um, he was okay. by himself. And that's the—I don't know if you paid attention to um, yesterday's show. Um, Kenny looked like he was giving a little bit more leeway to to. Um, who they faced? SEU. SEU, because they're all buddies. Yeah, who ended up doing the hard work for the match? Hangman. Fizz not hangman.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: And out of everybody, I think Hangman ended up leaving the match after that, right? Yeah. And yeah. while Kenny stayed in the back, stayed on ring yeah. with them, again, Hangman is starting to break off of, hey, y'all motherfuckers don't even care about me. Y'all are the head honchos. Y'all are the executives. Of course, y'all got to hang together. I'm the only wrestler here.
1: So. Yeah. But at the same time, would you turn Hangman heel when he's the most over person right now out of everyone in the elite? I don't
0: know if I'd say he's the most over, but he's definitely over as an individual. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'd turn him heel, but that seems like, it seems like the logical conclusion for all this, for him to be heel, unless, which I don't know if I'll put this past AEW to do. Instead of him being a heel because he's an asshole, they'll have it to where he's a babyface because he's an asshole because he's an alcoholic.
2: He's the anti-hero.
0: You know? but not, not even anti-hero. It's like you're garnering sympathy for him because he's making all these bad decisions because of the booze. Like, you see why he's turning to, to to alcohol. You see why he's doing it. But, like, you also kind of feel bad for him. And it's like, hey, man, you're my friend. You need, you need to stop doing that. Like, dude, I feel bad for you. You need to put the drink down, man. And, like,
2: having, like, this weird, like, intervention type thing. Like, I
0: don't fucking need you to tell me what
2: to do. Side or, note. You know? Side like, note. Going back to being the elite, there was this little segment yeah. on the on the show. Um, that match when it was the elite versus the Lucha Bros and uh, Dark Order, I believe, or Butcher and the Blade. Butcher and Blade. Um, Hagman left, left them all in the ring. The Bucks end up catching up to him in the back, yeah, and, because he got stopped by by one of those uh backstage uh, correspondents, and he's drinking his beer, and the young Bucks is like. What was that? What was that all about? Ta-da, like, we know what the problem was, is. is
1: this. They this, took the beer and yeah, then yeah. hangman breaks out a fucking pitcher. Uh, a pitcher is like, <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Right, and then JR on commentary. It's cheaper by the pitcher. Like, <laughs> I love seeing out JR, man. Oh, my God. God. Oh, my God. Question. Yeah. Would you still pay for the network if you still had to pay $35, $40 for a pay-per-view on the side? Probably not. Because now
0: that I don't use it to watch NXT, because I can watch that on USA. Mm-hmm. What's the value? Exactly. Like the, the library, I don't remember when the last time was I turned on the library. You know, um, The last time that I actually used it was to watch Rumble after I got home from well the next day, right? After we were actually physically at rumble but like watching all the specials and stuff i keep promise oh that one looks good I'm promising myself oh that one looks good I, I need to watch it
1: and i don't ruth's aggression is coming yeah You're that sounds that?
0: great I, I, i'm probably gonna say that i want to but, but.
1: I probably won't <laughs> you know
0: so i'll watch it for basically the pay-per-views and if i don't if i still have to pay for the pay-per-views then no I'll tell you right now, the only reason I'd ever watch a sh- a Saudi show or an NXT UK show is because I'd be watching it the next day at my leisure instead of at two o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. You know, I'd watch it at my leisure because I could see it all- on the network and not like on the off times because the time zone differences. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's the only thing I'd really use it for. What
2: yeah. about you? I have it for the pay-per-views, but mm-hmm. I think where you're going. With, I think I already know where you're going with this. Let it out. Is it because they're trying to sell the rights to WrestleMania to NBC, Fox no, for Fox? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So no. they would basically be airing WrestleMania for free on Fox, hmm. and like a Super Bowl. Um, but they're trying. They're thinking of maybe even possibly doing them for the Big Four and selling them, selling the rights off. Hmm. But um, what would I mean? But then you would have to replace that with something.
2: Honestly, you know? the reason why I think WrestleMania is for Fox is because the WWE hasn't been um, given giving Fox what they wanted from the get go from SmackDown.
3: Mm.
2: It's all about the ratings for Fox, and they invested fucking three billion dollars for them. Yeah, so they want their money's worth, and at least they want to see something that gives them a glimpse of what they're gonna get. Yeah, what's more than that if it's not WrestleMania for WWE?
0: That's that's their biggest. Commodity, really. Hmm. Yeah, if that happens, uh, I hope it works out for them. But
2: They could start next year with the
1: WrestleMania in SoFi. So from the new SoFi Stadium in LA. True.
2: Projected ceiling.
1: Yeah. Oh.
2: Cool. So if you thought the worms on the ring were something, imagine seeing them in the ceiling. Oh, great. (laughs) Roaches in the sky. You see a fucking... (laughs) Randy Orton
0: fucking sperm. You know. <laughs> Doing a circle in the floor. <laughs> Yeah, great.
1: One more before we call it quits. I don't put asses in seats. <sighs> Since we might not get to talk about this until after the fact, what right now is the better title match? Brock against Ricochet or Goldberg against The Fiend? at uh super showdown.
2: I'm go first Bro- on this one. Go ahead. I got Brock and Ricochet. Yeah. Tell me what match hasn't brought what what bad match has Brock had without with somebody that's shorter and faster than him? I'll
1: Kofi? give you that I'll give you that. Kofi.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's an anomaly because Kofi was champion yeah. at the time Lesnar wasn't. Lesnar was the champ when he fought AJ. Lesnar was the champ when he fought Daniel Bryan. Lesnar was the champ when he fought Finn Balor. Lesnar was the champ when he fought Seth Rollins twice. Um, so Kofi's the anomaly. I, and even then, I think Kofi, I think he gave some back at Rumble. Yes. Um, including with Rey Mysterio. The reason I'm not putting Ricochet up there is because, to be honest, it's fucking Ricochet. Like, he's... I don't think he has the same level of appeal as Finn, AJ, Seth, yeah. AJ, DeBry You know, I think that match is gonna. I think that match is gonna go by fucking fast.
0: I think I think Ricochet may have more
1: athletic ability than those guys you mentioned off. He's gonna look pretty jumping into Brock's at five. That's yeah, like seven minutes, seven seconds later, that's it. Yeah. What about you? My, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going with that. I'm also going
0: with uh, Ricochet because I think that you have a chance of having more of an exciting match with lower expectations. I don't expect Ricochet to win. So when we see four F5s and then is dead, okay, at least he had a good showing if he lasted more than Kofi, mm-hmm. right? So I'd be more more pleasantly surprised with that. I am absolutely dreading Goldberg versus Fiend. I don't want to see the match. Like I I I have a negative two on that one. I don't want it to happen. Because I don't want Goldberg to win. And I I'm afraid Goldberg is gonna win because it's WrestleMania season and it's in Saudi. And I don't I don't think I don't think Fiend's gonna win it. Mm -hmm. And even if he does, if he does win it, okay, he beat Goldberg. So, and the match is going to be shit dog terrible.
1: Dog shit terrible. Like, <laughs> shit, dog. shit dog. That hey, sounds look. like the next Nickelodeon commercial. Uh, that sounds like shit the next dog. Baron
0: Corman and yeah. uh, Roman oh, Reigns match. No. <laughs>
1: Fight forever, I yeah. I hate to burst your bubble, bro. Okay. You might be right. Gimme. The highest rated statement on last Friday's SmackDown was the segment with Goldberg and the Fiend. Every video that Goldberg's come out in with Ziggler, with Taker, Pilling of Saudi Arabia, it's been having millions and millions of views within 24 hours. Oh, no. Not that I'm agreeing. Not that I want it to happen. It wouldn't go past me if we do with a Goldberg versus Roman Reigns main event at WrestleMania because of, again, what did we see in the Royal Rumble documentary? We're not – we're not – we're not – Uh, Placating to one city, we're placating to the world. If the world is watching all these videos of Goldberg, all that they want more Bill Goldberg. What do you think WWE's going to do? Well, goddamn, pal. Yeah, this Bill Goldberg guy is over. Yeah, they're going to give us more Bill Goldberg at the and what's the last? It's not the first time that they've given us something that everybody's wanted at the expense of costing things that the vocal minority has wanted. Yeah, you know. So at the cost of oh, Finn the, the 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 Fiend's first loss against goldberg
0: and saudi with the dirty saudi money yeah leading into wrestlemania so that's a double whammy where you can have goldberg two shows well two shows for him in a row right at the two biggest shows of the year your saudi show and your mania
1: show back to back as you know winning the championship and then defending the championship dropping the title eventually to the guy that beat cancer again that we're supposed to like but who's yeah. gonna react to Roman the way Vince McMahon wants to in that situation? Who the
0: fuck's gonna react to Goldberg the way they've been reacting to the Fiend?
1: That's the thing
2: with me there. If you're gonna make the Fiend lose, obviously, we already see it. If the Fiend retains, going to Mania, he's gonna lose it against
1: Roman. Ah, that's yeah. You, you fucked him once already. I, I would, I would have, I, I would have the Fiend beat Roman at Mania, and then the next pay-per-view, Roman takes it. John Cena didn't beat The Miz the first time at Mania. He had to do it at Extreme Rules, and it was an easier pill to swallow. That and Bin Laden, I think, I would like, I, I, would, I can't believe I was saying this, I would like to see Roman main event Mania. I would like to see him okay. lose the main event at Mania to c- properly tell the story right at the expense of doing it right.
0: You know, I'm not even looking that far ahead. Uh, I, I, think, I think some of the to use your terminology, some of the equity for Roman has gone up for me because the, he's lost so much. Kind of like what happened with Cena, except in a shorter time span. You just need to let Cena lose a bit to lose a little bit of the haters' hate, and I think that's kind of where I am with Roman. If Roman wins something, okay, great. He won the match there at Minute Maid, you know, but was it, fun. Was, it, was, it was fun, and it was against uh, Corbin, so it's like okay, whatever. Uh, the stuff he's been doing with the Usos. That's kind of giving him some positive shine in my eyes. So, uh, okay, I could I could stomach that. I could stomach Roman being in one of the main events of WrestleMania as long as I have hell end the show if I have something that I like at Mania as well. Because Roman isn't for me, right? That yeah. um, that's for your more mainstream fans, right? What I'm more so dreading isn't that side of the equation; it's the Goldberg side of the equation or the Fiend side of the equation. And here's why this match is so fucking problematic for me: because you had the Fiend kick out of how many curb stomps? You, Seven. You had him kick out of how many uh? uh well, escape out of how many label locks? Kick out of how many um running knees from D. Bry? Five. Like, fuck. He is just how many a, spears is he going to take many, from Goldberg? <laughs> one, if he gets a spear and a jackhammer, and that's it. I'm going to be as pissed off, if not more pissed off, like than Kofi. what happened with Kofi. Yeah. This is going to be bullshit. Like, you built him so fucking strongly just to scrub him out to Goldberg. Why? Because the Saudi, and because you want Goldberg at the main event of WrestleMania? Did you just forget all the continuity of what you did to build the character of Bray? Well, of the fiend. And then that goes back to what you done did to Bray to make him relevant again.
1: Because he was. After ir- what you did to him to make him irrelevant. irrelevant.
0: Exactly. Like he was the eater of worlds coming out of NXT. Holy fuck, this guy is amazing. And then what happens when he's all the way up on this trajectory? Cena WrestleMania 30 happened. Cena killed him and then whoosh, nosedive. And then you had different iterations of the Wyatt family. That's where you get the, the d by showing up in the Wyatt family, Ron. where they, yeah, yeah and then Braun, I mean, and then coming in and out back and forth, and then injury, and then JoJo. Wins and the then, title
1: just to lose it the yeah, next month and then then Randy. he was
0: floundering for a long time until he came back with this fiend gimmick, and that made him even Higher. more relevant than what he was before with the Wyatt family back then in WrestleMania 30 time. And now you're going to do the exact same goddamn thing you did at WrestleMania 30. You're going to... Bury him for no reason after after it not even making sense continuity wise like at least there i believe that cena could beat bray cena shouldn't have beat bray because of the marquee shit behind yeah. the scenes but at least in the context of k okay, and the match okay cena is one of the greatest of all time bray is somebody on his way up okay he loses in the context of this match of this continuity he should not get beat by anyone unless that person is psychologically mind-fucking him into being Bray and not the Fiend. And Goldberg is not a psychological mind-fuck kind of guy. Nope. He never has been. He's going to be Smear Jackhammer if I have to do it again, another Smear Jackhammer, one, two, three, and that's it. If the Smear Jackhammer doesn't work from the beginning, Uh, th- what do I do, boss? And then that's <laughs> it. You know. So it's like we know we're not going to see – f5 fest or or suplex city out of goldberg because he can't he can't even last as long as fucking brock so you could get any match any given match i don't care if he's wrestling a broom or whoever he's going to be doing one spear one jackhammer one spear one jackhammer maybe another spear and that's it that's not enough to defeat this fiend in this context in this storyline because you're saying the jackhammer and the spear is that much better than the label lock that was applied four or five times. The running knee that was like five or seven or however much it was. The stomps and all that. Like, shit, man. Now Not only are you burying Bray, but you're burying all the people that Bray beat. I
1: don't think they're going to do it. Okay.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. I'm yeah, going yeah, yeah, to go echo ahead. him. I okay. think it's going to solidify Bray, uh, the Fiend as the guy that took all the shit from the Hall of Famer and still survived. I hope I'll, so. I'm, I'll, I'll give, I'll give the, the creative team respect on this aspect. I understand why Goldberg wants this. Hey, I never got my fucking rematch for the belt I lost. Well, you know, what about me? This should have happened three years ago. Right. You know, before he got put in the Hall of Fame. Yep. But I can see where Goldberg's coming from. I think the timing is just god-awful if the plan is to have Goldberg beat him because you're you're, you're, you're going to cut Bray Wyatt off right at the, at the knees again. Now, I'm looking at it glass half full. Hell, I'm going to piss in the glass to make it all full just so that it, it comes out to where the Fiend survived. Goldberg. Survived. They didn't beat him. Survived. Eight spears, three jackhammers, and he's still left with the title. That's the guy Roman's got to fight. Can, the guy that beat Goldberg.
0: Can Goldberg produce eight spears and three jackhammers in a match?
2: Here's the way. No,
1: for one, <laughs> no. okay, it's
2: too old. Honestly, I don't
1: even think it's too old. It's the Saudi weather. That weather is horrible oh, yeah. outdoors. Yeah, and it's gonna, be gonna do it again. and they're gonna do it again. And then, oh.
2: especially for Bray, so suck for him. But honestly, if I don't even want. Bray to pin him or submit him. I just want him to beat him up to the point that he can't continue. Yes. That would be a build-up for Bray of that took out a legend and not the way he wanted dude if this was in
0: a pay-per-view in poughkeepsie new york not wrestlemania season i'd say you're right that's what should happen and there's a strong possibility that they will but this is saudi where the saudi prince is saying i want these guys here and i want these old guys that we know to win i want you to bring back kane i want the big guy Braun to win i want this and that can you bring in hogan can you do that hey what about that goldberg guy yeah i want hey, the goldberg guy to win. Yeah, like hey, can you bring <laughs> back look, Savage from up. the dead? Yeah, can you bring Yoko from the dead? No, sorry, they're dead. We have great holograms. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's bring in the let's bring in this guy. You know, because I remember I got this tape. <sighs> this who, who, tape who's who's this the millennial guy, equivalent? This <laughs> guy is really good.
2: Goldberg, yeah, he's one of your big stars, right? Like, yeah the guy that the guy that made the made him look like Yokasuna's right now in TNA right it's, yeah <laughs> <laughs> the big guy right
1: oh Dude. yeah how to f- eat 40 humans <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> so i mean they 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 are pulling those strings and it's that money that's going on and that is that money that brought us DX is coming back again for another time. It's that same money that has Hogan show up? It's that it's the same money with Taker and all that? It's that money they're paying to see and they want to see Goldberg win.
2: But honestly, either way, as much as people want to see it, they're not going to put their their story into. They into are tech. Vince you is willing to sell out his own left you testicle for the Saudi know, money. You want to know why? Why? What? This doesn't matter. <laughs> I the agree. reason the reason why I say that is because what Saudi shows have affected the storyline here? There hasn't been any. All the ones that you say the old-timers have won were there all irrelevant. irrelevant. Mm.
3: Okay.
2: This is going to be irrelevant. This is basically so. just going to...
1: This is the most right expensive wide. house show
2: since the last expensive house show they had over there.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> And if you notice the, <laughs> the main focus of that it's gonna be the tag team battle royale that they're having. No, this or, time or is the
1: Kuwait the, is the the trophy the mountain. Kuwait that's what he's talking about. about.
2: That and it's all of no no. Right. It's, it's six a, guys. It's a turmoil. It's the oh, yeah.
1: six guys in like a gauntlet match.
2: Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a tag team. No, no, no it's a ter- it's a, a gauntlet match. Yeah.
1: I thought it was a tag team. Gauntlet, because okay. the
2: the starter before that one was best in best the world. The, best tag team in the world. Best yeah. tag team in the world. Then the The one before that one was was best in the The world, world. and
1: before that was the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, so they're coming up with their their main attraction. Yeah,
2: Mm. okay. So won't. won't bother
1: that. I hope you're right. Yeah, to me, I'm more interested in the Goldberg Fiend match because uh, obviously we've been talking about it for so much. There's things on both sides that will benefit both of them, whether we want to or not, or like to agree with it or not. The epitome of inconsequential is Brock and Ricochet. I don't expect that to last longer than a fart in church. And after that, I'm already pre—I'm already praying to the next god. So this, yeah, I'm like, I have no fucks to give at all. It's a good showcase, man. What are we doing? Are we gonna have fucking Drew McIntyre cost Lesnar the title, and Ricochet's gonna walk around with the heavyweight title? No, really, no. Brock's winning, Suplex City count to nine and then call it a day. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. That that match is not. There's nothing going to come out of that match. Yeah, Saudi the the feed feed and Goldberg. We're like, we're emotionally invested. Don't kill us. You know. So,
2: well, I guess going past that, uh, we got what
1: Chamber for. Next show coming up. WWE and the Chamber of Eliminations. No, that is not the next show coming up. We will be previewing AEW Revolution in two weeks. Nice. Damn. Okay. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. And we'll talk all all the Saudi stuff that we need to talk about. Nice.
2: Rumor mill. Just one little side note on that. No, how much you. They're thinking about bringing back True Legends. Okay. WrestleMania match. Okay. But there's three people involved. One of them is going to be the constant. Who do you want to see? Because right now there's talks about bringing Sting back for one last one.
0: Oh, yeah. Sting versus Taker, you mean?
2: Who do you want to see? Sting or Taker or Taker Styles?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, swallow that pill. Yeah, <laughs> the wrong guy. Um,
0: sting taker, honestly, because I don't want to waste AJ Styles
2: on a shitty match. <laughs> um, split the dip, he'll make him look good.
0: He ain't going to do sh- that kind of shit. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, why not Sting Taker? It should have happened, you know, ten years ago. But better late than never, right? So uh, that that could be the old, the old people match. Yeah, let, let them have their little geriatric
2: funny. Yeah, <laughs> showcase match. Taker coming yeah. out of the boat. Give <laughs> going. man,
1: fuck it. Just give Sting Taker to the Saudis. That does. That's inconsequential. You can do something with AJ beating the Undertaker. You can have the moment with Gallows staring down Undertaker, building up that match, and Undertaker wiping out Anderson, wiping out Gallows. Styles is the last one left. And we actually have Styles put up a fight against Taker. And you actually build some credibility off of that. Whether Styles wins or loses, you know. Um, I'd have Undertaker Styles hand over fist. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Um and I don't know, man. I would just to be safe. I would have Sting and Taker in a tag match against a couple of heels in Saudi. I, I understand as a wrestling fan why you want the franchise from WCW against the franchise. This, this, we should have never got Sting Triple H. We should have got Sting Taker in that in that yeah. that year, you know,
0: not in daylight. That
1: should have been in yeah. the dark. But um, I would, I would just man. I, if I, if I had the pencil, I'd go one step forward, and I would book me one of the coolest Survivor Series teams of all the times. Sting, Taker, Demon Finn, Aleister Black. Kane. Kane. Five. Yeah. Just from the bowels of hell. <laughs> and the shadows of heaven. Versus who? Smoke. Five heels that you just want to see get the fuck out of. Okay.
2: <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if – Smoke, fog on the stage, Taker comes out, raises his hands, coffins come up, and they all come out of the coffins. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Undead Avengers assemble.
1: <laughs> dead Avengers. The dead Avengers. Yeah.
0: So they could fight they could fight Corbin, Rude, uh, uh Ziggler. Ziggler, and then uh uh FTR, fuck the revival. Okay, there you go. There you go. That's your five-on-five. Five. Yeah, everybody gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If FTR lasts, well, uh, yeah. Well, again, this is fantasy booking, so why
1: not? <laughs> I guess that's it. All right, how do you guys, my friends, keep a clap? Bye, <laughs> <it's just> not... <laughs> Normally, I'd keep going, but I'm tired as fuck. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> down in
3: H Town, we don't brag for votes, but down in H Town, we do it bigger than most than down in H
0: Town. Could try if you want, but come to h Town. We probably
3: send you home. Uh-huh. Ain't nobody rougher than a rough neck. Houston be the hometown. My team is the toughest. You gon' catch a gut check. Messing with those rough My team is the whole truth. We gon' show you what's next, rough next.